Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart in leadership. Let's lead well. Hello and welcome to the Lead Well podcast. This is your host, Javon Legans. And today, first of all, very excited to have you guys with us. Thanks for listening. This episode I'm really excited about because we have our good friend coming back, Pastor Aaron Bourne, who recently hosted a phenomenal, phenomenal men's night. I had a chance to go myself, and it was just one of these things that, to me, it was a night I'm not going to soon forget because it was that impactful for me personally. And I know so many people who were impacted by it. You recently hosted this event. Men from all over had a chance to participate in it and did. We had you know, obviously men from all around Atlanta, but we had people connecting to this event from Chicago, other areas, California that were listening to it and that were impacted. And the feedback from it has been amazing. Now, I participated in the event. I had a chance to serve as a volunteer and and connect with a few guys during the event. But from your lens, as the person who had the vision for it and got to see that vision come into fruition, what was it like for you? Like, what was your experience for Men's Night that just happened recently? Well, hey, Javon, thanks for having me back today. For sure. Honestly, as we were praying about this event and getting ready for it, we felt like God was saying that this was going to be a breakthrough moment. And what we experienced and saw that night was, I believe it was, like a a milestone or a monument that the men of this church, and really the church as a whole, is going to look back and say, there were some decisions made that night that is going to change the course, change the direction of families here, of ministries here. And it all started with the decision just literally just to respond to God and obey and do what he called uh, yeah. us to do. No, and it was an incredible night for that reason, because even as I attended the event, the work that God was doing in my heart as someone who was receiving, it was one of those things, like you said, it was a stake in the ground. Like it was one of those calls into a next step, this call to continue in this theme of emancipating greatness that to me was just impactful. And, you know, now that I've made the decision, I can, I can walk further in it. So let me approach it from this angle. So many of the people who are listening to this podcast and who are regular listeners of this podcast are members of our church here at Victory. Of course, we have a lot of listeners here and, and you guys leave, leave incredible feedback. So thank you for listening who aren't a part of Victory Church, but many of the folks who are listening to this podcast are leaders and members here. And the reason I bring that up is that if you are a part of Victory Church, you know that Throughout this year, and even moving forward, we have been on this consistent theme of emancipating greatness and just talking about what that looks like in the different areas of your life. Now, this men's night, and I would love for you to talk about this a little bit more, you spoke from the theme or the event was put together from this theme of stay and fight. And I know this was something that was intended to tie in to the whole concept of emancipating greatness. So if you can, just speak to that a little bit. How does that theme of stay and fight that was geared specifically towards our men tie into that concept of emancipating greatness that we've been talking about all year long? Well, I think when people hear the term emancipating greatness, I know what we mean by it is we want to get what God put in you out of you. And when we think about greatness, I think based on our culture, we imagine thousands of social media followers writing a book, starting a business, starting a ministry, winning accolades, just big, showy 
the sensational, really, yeah, is what yeah. we think about when we greatness. But what I felt like God was putting on my heart about stay and fight equals emancipating greatness is greatness starts with a very small decision. Yeah. And what God considers great is often upside down compared to what our culture decides is great. Our culture loves to, like I said, look at the sensational, but God looks at humility. He looks at serving. He looks at consistency and faithfulness. And being a father and a mother, being a husband and a wife, doing the things that God told you to do, those small decisions are considered astronomical in the kingdom. They may not give you the applause every day that we're always looking for, but heaven is applauding. And so when I think about emancipating greatness, I think about the decision to not give up, to be where God's placed you, to stay and fight. Yeah. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Yeah. And I, I'd love for you to dig into that a little bit more because to your point, when we all think about greatness, honestly, if you just look at how the world and our society defines greatness and success, it is all of the big things that you mentioned there. And so I love the thought that this greatness, this measure of success, which change whenever, when you subscribe to God's measure of greatness and his measure of success, that may be a little bit different from your measure of success and how you get there. So making that choice to do the small thing, like that decision to not quit today, or the decision to stay faithful today, or stay faithful in this moment, like that is what actually gets you to having that greatness emancipated within you. And I guess if you can, you said you want to talk a little bit about that. So I'll yield the floor to you. Yeah. Like how does that look inside of you? Well, I just, I think a lot of the things that we focus our energy on and we go after are things that the whole world's going to celebrate. When I think about that, I think about how Jesus is saying, when you go into your room to pray and fast, close the door behind you so mm -hmm. that, you know, you, so your father in heaven can see you. Yeah. But when we blast everything we're doing and the whole world's celebrating us, I think sometimes heaven has nothing else to add to it. Because right. we've already sort of received a reward. Right. But when we are humble and faithful and we just make the decision, not based on anybody else, but just, God, you put me here. I'm going to stay here. Then heaven has a lot to say about that. There's a lot they want to add to it that we may or may not even see uh, before. In Second Chronicles 16.9, it says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Yeah. Not to necessarily the approval of others. And so the story that I shared at men's night that I'm still just stuck on is the story of Eleazar in the Bible, David's mighty men. And in First Chronicles chapter 11, verse 13, it's talking about Eleazar. We'll start at 12. It says, next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodai, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty warriors. He was with David at Pastamen when the Philistines gathered there for battle. At a battle there, at a place there was this field of barley. The troops fled from the Philistines, but they took their stand in the middle of the field. They defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. And you can read about this in 2 Samuel 23 as well. But what stuck out to me, the entire army of the Israelites are there taunting the Philistines, calling them out. As soon as the Philistines respond, the army runs away. But King David decides, nah, we're not running away. I'm going to stay here, even if it's just me. And Eleazar looks over to his king and says, well, if he's staying, I'm staying. And if, and if God's called him to fight for this field, then I'm, I guess we're going to die in this field. And so either one, he was resigned, <laughs> he'd resigned himself to die fighting for this field because it was worth it, or two, he believed that God was going to absolutely intervene. Either way, he made his decision to stay and fight. And I think that's what we're called to, each one of us as leaders, is to make that decision. And if you continue reading, it says, you know, in 2 Samuel, he fought till the sword was stuck to his hand. He couldn't let go if he wanted to. And what that taught me is just the power of staying. <laughs> when you decide to stay and fight, and you access a new level of power and authority that you never had before. And you witness outcomes you could not have imagined. 
And so, like I said, you know, once he decided, he couldn't let go of that sword. He couldn't quit if he wanted to. And that, because of that one decision, he gained influence and power and authority that he could not have had had he not made the decision. Because if you look at this, like literally, this chapter goes on to describe all the mighty men. And it's one heroic effort after another. And they did this and they did this. But his is like one of the very first stories out of the list. Yeah. And so that day, my takeaway is, is two things. Like one, either all the mighty men were there that day and they all ran away. Like we all have a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they just, they just gave up. Or two, the mighty men weren't the mighty men yet. And yeah. they were inspired by that. Yeah. And even to back up a little bit, I just I want to make sure that as we're listening to this, that we're not missing that first point that you made a little while ago where you're just talking about how as you stay in fight and as God emancipates the greatness inside of you, the efforts that you put towards staying in fight, that the output of that, the influence of that is multiplied. And I'm thinking of just the concept of greater than you can imagine. Like it's beyond what you can ask or think. Like it's multiplied, which is a great juxtaposition, as it were, to that very first key point that you made where you're saying, hey, staying in fight looks like the little steps, making those little commitments every single day to stay in fight, the choice to stay faithful. And as you make those little steps and those little commitments to stay in fight, the outcome from that can be huge. It can be far beyond what you thought that it could ever could ever be. And as God wins the battle for you, the result of that is something beyond what you could have imagined. Because even in that story, as you were sharing to the men on that night, so how many, it was hundreds of yeah, men yeah. that Eleazar killed, and which is yeah. far beyond what you could have imagined in a, in a traditional scenario. And that's because he made the simple decision to, hey, I'm going to stay and fight alongside my king, like you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, he fought a whole army by himself, basically, yeah. him and David. And after that, like I said, he becomes one of the three chiefs of the entire army. And so maybe he was already in that position, but either way, you walk with a level of authority and power and influence that you never would have had yeah. if you hadn't made that decision. Wow. And nobody would have cared who Eliezer, I mean, Eliezer's in the Bible for all of eternity because of that yeah. decision that day. Yeah. And so, like, we look for greatness, and we're looking for the big, flashy items. Sometimes it's the thing of being willing to say, I'm going to die in this field if I have to. Yeah. And then just allowing God to use that and do whatever he wants and says, okay, my life, my sword, my resources, my job, my family— it's all yours. Yeah. However you want to use it. I'm going to trust you with the results. I'm just going to be faithful. Yeah. And that's the power. And again, right after him, you read about Shema, who does the same thing in Lentilfield. Right. And he stays. When the whole army runs away again, you'd think they would have learned the first time, but they run away again and same results. Yeah, that's so good because I want you to speak to that a little bit more. Like the impact of making the choice to stay and fight, obviously that has a great result that happens within you like within you god does exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask or think according to the power that works within us that verse comes to mind that's what happens within you but just talk a little bit more to the effect that this has on other people and even tying that into what our lives look like today so yeah. for a husband to stay and fight when things get hard yeah. in a marriage or for an employee i know many of you who are listening to this are in the workforce at different levels and serving in different ways. But for an employee to stay and fight when a work situation is crazy difficult, what impact, obviously we spoke of the impact that has inside of you when you make that choice. 
what impact can that have in other people based on what we read here in the Word? Well, if you think about, I mean, when you demonstrate courage, others are encouraged. Your courage begets courage. Yeah. And so when they look to you and they say, well, God, if you can use that guy, you can use me. If you can do that for him, you can do that for me. So it's just one story after another after that of guys who miracles were performed through their decisions. They were able to accomplish more than their ability, um, more than they could ever have done on their own. And it just came from a decision. And so, you know, I think about all the men that did not stay that day, that ran away. If, if they looked around, they're like, I'm with the army. I'm in the, ba- I'm in the war. Yeah. I'm just nowhere near the front lines. <laughs> and they probably were feeling pretty good about themselves. Like, those guys are idiots that stayed. Like, they're going to die. Yeah. I'm we're going to live to fight exactly, another day. Exactly. Yeah. I'm in the army. And then you got to be watching and seeing what happens. And, you know, I, one, I think as Christians and as leaders, we have to be careful that we don't think that we're living in the house when we're actually sleeping on the porch, you know, yeah. where, where we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. No, man, yeah. you've never walked in the house. You have to come in and actually be part of it, allow God to use you. Sleeping outside the door isn't being in the house. And so being close to the battlefield ain't fighting the battle. And you know, they look and saw what happened, and they didn't come back until the battle was over, and they came to pick up the spoils and the plunder. And we all have people <laughs> like that in our life, right? right. <laughs> like, oh, you know, they'll come to the after party and celebrate with you, but they don't want anything to do with the battle and the struggle. And you know, I would have been ashamed to come back, right. <laughs> come back and pick up the spoils. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I'll, I'll see you in a few weeks. But there's always people that have no problem coming in to celebrate with you as long as it didn't cost them anything. So what I want to do is I want to be the man that makes others want to take courageous stands. Yeah. No, that's good, man. And I hope that that is something that as you're listening to this, that resonates with you because it resonates with me in a very key way because I believe that we all have areas in our lives where God is calling us to stay and fight, you know, and obviously he wants us to move about our lives and operate in wisdom. But there is something just very key, something very beautiful about endurance and long suffering where God honors that. And the results of that inside of you and through you are just incredible. So Pastor Aaron, if you don't mind, just I would ask you for, as we close this particular space Mm -hmm. on the podcast, what is one thing that you want to leave our listeners with, especially this group of listeners. We have a lot of leaders who listen to this. Yeah. And we have a lot of people who serve at a high level at their jobs, at a high level at the churches that they attend, even at our church here at Victory, who serve their families very well. And whenever we run into the temptation to quit or the temptation to compromise, you know, you're encouraging us to stay and fight. What is something that you'd like to leave us with on that note that we can take with us as we continue our journey of leadership? Well, I mean, one, I want to encourage you. And I looked at what Paul was saying to the church in Corinth. He says, therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. So I want to tell you, don't give up. If you will stand and be firm and immovable, your work will not be done in vain. God will control the results. You have to be faithful. So I want to encourage you, and then I also want to inspire you. I look at Nehemiah as he's talking to the people, and they're rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem. They've been broke down. They're vulnerable. Enemies taunting them. And he looks to them, and he reminds them of what they're fighting for. And he says, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And that's the most important part. Remember who God is. He's great and he's awesome. 
And remember what you're fighting for. You're fighting for your brothers and sisters, your sons, your daughters, your wives or husbands, your homes, your people. And remember that. And if you will fight with that in the forefront of your, your mind, you are fighting for your God, who is great and awesome. You're fighting for your people, your family, your home. God can do amazing things. And they went on to rebuild an entire wall in 52 days. That was impossible. But their faithfulness, again, this whole podcast today is, if you'll be faithful, if you'll stay and fight, and you won't quit, you won't give up, God will do amazing things. All he needs is your yes, your willingness to say, okay, I don't see how this is possible. I'm not happy about this. I don't like where I am right now. But until you move me, God, I will not move. And I will take whatever tools, resources, help, finances, whatever you've put in my hands, I'm going to hold to that. I'm going to use it. I'm not going to let go of it. And then God will do the rest. No, that's so good. Thank you, Pastor Aaron, for sharing with us. And again, thank you, listeners, to this Lead Well podcast. Thank you for coming on this journey with us and allowing us to speak into your leadership journey as you continue to lead and you continue to serve in all the different areas of your life. Until next time, I just want to encourage you to continue to connect to Lead Well. You can check us out on our website, leadwellpeople.com. Again, that is leadwellpeople.com. We have plenty of information for you there, including links to previous podcasts that you can go back and listen to. We have articles and other submissions there that we know will be helpful on your leadership journey. Thank you again. And until next time, this is Lead Well, where we sharpen our skills as we strengthen our hearts. Take care.